Turn to your neighbor and greet them, Emmanuel. Give your neighbor a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give your other neighbor a handshake, say Emmanuel. Greet the neighbor behind you a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbor in front of you a handshake, say Emmanuel. And greet the viewers all over the world on Emmanuel TV. Emmanuel! Indeed, God is with us. You may have your seats in the presence of God and say, thank you, Jesus. Yes, once again, you are all welcome here today to the Synagogue Church of All Nations, the Arena of Liberty in Jesus' name. Now, to begin today's message, I just have a very quick question. I want to hear from those who are present here today. Uh, how many of you here traveled from another country to be here in the service today? If you came from another country, raise up your hand. Raise up your hand. Wow, let's put our hands together for Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. Now, how many people traveled by plane? They took a flight to be here today. Raise up your hand. Wow, you're very welcome. <laughs> okay, now, on this flight, how many of us had to stop over in another country before continuing on to Nigeria? Raise up your hands. Wow. Okay, how many of you stopped in more than one country? How many stopped in two countries? Okay, there's some people. How many stopped in three countries? Some people stopped in three countries? Wow, I need to hear from this person. The person that stopped in three countries, can you come forward? If you stopped in three different countries in your journey to Nigeria, you came, okay, madam, come forward. Thank you very much. This is a, a very wonderful journey. You're very welcome. What's your name, ma? From? Togo. USA. Okay, I was going to say Togo, three countries? That's a, a bit close. Okay, tell us your journey. You traveled from where to where? I'm French. I, I, I speak French. She speaks French. Okay. Is there anyone that speaks English that traveled three countries? Okay. Thank you very much, madam. Have your seats. Let's hear from our sister here. Your, your name, ma? Uh, my name is Enik Aina. I'm come from Burkina Faso. Okay. I took the road, go to Togo, and after Benin, and come to, to Nigeria. Wow. Let's put our hands together for her. Okay. Our sister came by road. Rode all the way from her country, three different countries. Is there anyone who came by flights that stopped over in three countries or two? Anyone? Anyone? Okay, let's hear from our, our brother here. It's just, it's good to know where we are from. Okay, sir. Tell us uh, your name and where you're from. My name is Pakai Kamara. I'm from Sierra Leone. I flew from Sierra Leone to Accra, Ghana. Accra and go to Togo, Lome, Lome and Lagos. Okay, interesting journey. Let's put our hands together for him. Do you know the reason why I am asking this question? I want to use the brothers and sisters that just spoke their, their journey as an illustration for all of us present here today. For everyone that is here today, we are all on a journey. Tell your neighbor, I'm on a journey. <laughs> In fact, life itself is a journey. And Everyone here today, take notes of this, everyone 
has been given a good destiny. Everyone. Also, everyone on this journey to their good destiny must have some transit points where they get connected to their future. I I hope you follow me. Just like our brother there had to go from his country, he had to stop in Ghana, he had to go from Ghana, from there, that was a stopover, from there he had to go to Togo, that was a stopover from there to Nigeria. That was the stopovers, the transit points in his journey. And I have a very simple but valuable truth to tell everyone today. As a Christian, tell your neighbor as a Christian. Tell them like you mean it. Say, as a Christian. The challenges you are facing are simply a transit point to connect you to your destiny. facing as a Christian, your challenges, your situation is simply a transit point, a stepping stone, a connection to take you to your destination. What you are passing through is part of the events arranged and designed by God to usher you into your destiny. Now, if you know this truth, If you understand this principle, you will not get carried away by your challenges. You will not get so caught up in your challenges. You will not allow your situation, your challenges, your troubles to mislead you or deceive you. And this will lead us to the title of today's message, Don't Get Stuck in a stopover. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Look at them, say neighbor. Don't get stuck in a stopover. You see, when when God is executing his plans in our lives, he also designs and arranges the events that continue to unfold until his purpose is revealed. Now, a a brilliant and wonderful illustration of this from the Bible is the case of Joseph. I'm very sure you're familiar with the story of Joseph, but I'd encourage you in your spare time to read it once again, that book of Genesis 37, and then from 39 to 45, the full story. But I'm just gonna pick a few points. Turn with me to Genesis chapter to 37, and I'm going to read verse 9. Talking about Joseph, he said, Then he dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamt another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you've dreamt? 
Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Verse 11, and his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Yes, Joseph, at that tender age of 17, he had a dream where he saw his siblings, his parents bow down to him. And very simply, this meant that by divine design, he was destined to become a leader. I want to reemphasize to everyone here today, by divine design, you have a good destiny. Look, God never created anyone to be a failure. I don't care what lies Satan may have whispered in your ear, what society may have told you that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not beautiful enough, you're not this enough. No, you have been given a good destiny by divine design. That incredible photograph of tomorrow has been planted within you by the Holy Spirit. In fact, you are a work of art. But to become God's person, you must follow his process, just like Joseph did. You see, at the time Joseph saw this dream, this vision of his future, he was too young to appreciate the glory that lay ahead of him. And he was too inexperienced to handle the position that God prepared for him. So in his journey to the throne, God prepared three stopovers, transit points. Number one, the dry pits, where he was cruelly thrown by his envious brothers. Number two, Potiphar's house, where he was wrongly sold into slavery. Number three, the prison. The prison where he was sent after being falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. Now, to the carnally minded person, all of these stopovers looked like foolish things. But these were God's way of preserving Joseph for the glory ahead and preparing Joseph for the assignment ahead. I repeat once again, people of God, as a Christian, the challenges you are facing today are simply a transit point to connect you to your destiny. Don't get stuck in a stopover. Don't get stuck in a stopover. What's the first lesson we're going to take from the life of Joseph today? If you consider what happened to Joseph, you will see that the situation he encountered was in direct conflict with his dream, with his destiny. In fact, we can clearly say through the case of Joseph that God's 
providence often seems to contradict his purpose. What, what do I mean? His divine wisdom often seems to contradict the course of natural events. What Joseph faced was opposite to what his dream suggested. He was destined to be head, to be at the top, but he found himself at the bottom of the dry pits. He was destined to be a leader and he found himself in slavery and servitude. He, he was destined to become a source of freedom for his people and he found himself in the prison cell. Perhaps you can relate. Perhaps you too can identify. Many of us here today, the situation we are facing seems to contradict the promise of God for our lives. What we are facing does not agree. It doesn't seem to guarantee the fulfillment of God's promise and purpose in our lives. I've had so many people come and say, I don't understand. Why am I sick when God has promised me good health? Why, why, why am I in debt when God has promised me abundance? Why, why am I barren when God has promised me fruitfulness? Why? I, I remember a young brother came to meet me in the church one day after service. And he, he said, brother, I just want to ask you a question. I recently became a Christian. And one thing I don't understand, I've been watching them on your TV, I see people giving testimony of breakthrough, blessing. But me, after I became a Christian, my challenges became worse. Since I became a Christian, it's like the attack increased. What's going on? He was confused. Little did he know that the tougher the challenges, the greater the glory. He... He was only being prepared for greatness. Challenges are parts and parcel of greatness. He was being prepared for greatness. But in such circumstances, in such situations, it's so easy for us to begin to look at God in a bad light. Why is this happening to me? To begin to compare ourselves with others. To begin to, to fight human enemies and to begin to create imaginary enemies that don't even exist to try and point the finger towards someone because of the situation we're facing. It's so easy for us to lose focus and abandon our post. And by so doing, many people today get stuck in their stopover. Look, look at Joseph. It would, have, it would have been easy for Joseph to say, where is God? Where is God? God revealed to me my destiny and here I am at the bottom of this dry pit. But instead of asking, where is God? Joseph simply asked this question, where is my dream? In other words, I don't belong here. I know where I belong. I know where I'm going. My destiny does not agree with this. My, my dream does not suggest this. This is just a stopover in my journey. This is just a stage in my journey. This is not to impair me. This is to improve me. I refuse to be stressed by my struggles. 
I refuse to be controlled by my circumstances. I know that God is preparing me for greatness. In the face of your storm today, how many of us have said this? How many of you have talked to yourself saying, no, look, this is not where I belong. I know where I'm going. I know where I belong. This is not where I belong. I'm, I'm not going to give in to the trap of the devil. I'm not going to give in and start grumbling. I'm not going to give in and start complaining. I'm not going to give in and start lamenting. No, I know that God who took me to this trial will see me through this trial. It would have been very easy if you put yourself in the position of Joseph. It would have been very easy for him to begin to nurse self-pity. Why? Why me? Why? 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 why, why what is happening? God, are you really there? It would have been easy for him to begin to compare himself with his brothers. Look at Reuben. Look at God. Look at Simeon. They're there enjoying with my father. Here I am in the prison for nothing, doing nothing wrong. I did good. They repaid me with evil. But I want you to take notes of a valuable truth. When Joseph was in the prison, if he had been so busy lamenting, grumbling, moody, depressed, sad, overcast, overwhelmed by his challenges, he would not have had the time to listen to the complaints of his co-inmates, let alone interpreting their dream. But the interpretation of the dream of the cupbearer of the king was the link that finally took him to the throne. If he was so busy licking his own wounds, nursing grudges towards his brothers, Seeing God in a bad light, he would have missed the opportunity to help and interpret the dream of the cupbearer, which finally became the link, the connecting point, the stepping stone that took him to the throne. Let, let me, to illustrate this, I want to share with you a true story. This happened to me several years ago. I was on a journey flying from South Africa to Greece and I had a transit, a stopover in Dubai, the airport's there. And when I looked at the time, I had three hours in between flights, between arriving in Dubai and the flight leaving off to Greece. So I looked at the situation, I said, well, three hours, I was quite tired after a, a not sleeping much the night before. I said, let me just sit down a little bit and relax. And in this airport, there were some dangerously comfortable seats. Seats that are too comfortable for an airport. They're not supposed to be that comfortable. I sat down in this seat. It was one of those seats where when you sat down, your leg goes up and your head goes down. I said, Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord. And I looked at the time. I said, let me just rest for 10, 15, 20 minutes, move to the gates. I closed my eyes. As I opened my eyes, do you know what I heard? This is the final call for flight X13 to Greece. 
You are about to leave now. like a headless chicken. I ran so far, I realized I left my luggage at the seats. I ran back, had to collect it, running up and down. Where's the gate? Where is it? I'm gonna miss the flights. Not knowing the gate is at the far end of the airport, the furthest possible point. By the time I finally reached there, sweating, looking disheveled, dismayed, the lady kindly said to me, I'm very sorry, sir, your flight has just left. She now said one word. She said, but sir, we called your name and no one came. Let, let my experience serve as a lesson to you. Because I got caught up in the transits, I got stuck in the stopover. I missed my flights. And when they called my name, I didn't hear. Do you know that many people here today have missed their flight to freedom because they were so busy dealing with the troubles of transit? Many people today have missed their flights. We've been so caught up in our sickness that we missed our flight to good health. We've been so busy worrying about our poverty that we missed our flight to prosperity. We've been so busy battling our barriers that we've missed our flight to breakthrough. We've been so busy stressing out about our struggles that we missed our flight to success. God is calling you. My son, it is time for your flights. My daughter, it is time for your flights. But you were so busy that you didn't hear his voice. And you got stuck in your stopover. You were too busy worrying, too busy grumbling, too busy thinking about the challenges, thinking about the circumstance, thinking about the situation. Whereas it's just a transit point. It's not your destination. It's not your final landing point. It's just a step over. It's just a stepping stone. It's just a stopping interval. Why are we so consumed by our trouble when it's simply a stepping stone to our breakthrough? Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say neighbor. Don't get stuck in a stopover. Don't get stuck in a stopover and miss your flights to freedom. Some of you will be asking the question, well, how? <laughs> how, how, how do I avoid getting misled or deceived by my challenge, by my situation? How, how do I guard myself against getting stuck in a stopover? And the answer is very simple. You have to understand this vital truth. As a Christian, every step of your journey is as it should be by divine will. If you are called 
by the Most High God. From beginning to the end, your journey has been documented. And nothing outside your documentary can happen without God's knowledge. But you, you may look at me and say, but Brother Chris, this is a difficult message to understand. You don't understand what I'm facing. People are, are treating me wrongly. People are treating me badly. You don't understand the family I'm from. I'm from a dysfunctional family, a broken home. How can God be involved in this? People have accused me wrongly in my workplace. I've been sacked for no just cause. How can you say God is aware of this? We serve a God who often brings good out of evil and promotes the designs of his providence even by the sin of men. The intention of Joseph's brothers was bad. It was evil. It was wicked. It was malicious. They intended to throw him in the dry pit and starve him to death. But God's purpose was to use him as an instrument of providing food not only for his brothers, but the entire nation. What happened? God overruled his brother's evil designs to fulfill his divine purpose. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what's your own stopover, your own challenges. Perhaps you're looking at me and thinking about yourself, your situation, perhaps you do good to people, they repay you with evil. Perhaps you've, you've been the victim of bullying in your workplace. People are speaking, spreading rumors against you that are not rooted in truth. Perhaps in school, in university, you've been sidelined because you refuse to, to conform to the norms of society. And you're asking, I'm doing the right thing and why are people treating me like this? I want to re-emphasize to you, brethren. God can use their evil acts to produce a good result. Yes, it's painful. Yes, it's challenging. Yes, it's, it's often difficult to deal with. But it's just a transit point. It's just a stepping stone. There's a purpose to your situation. There's a purpose to your pain. Who knows? Maybe in the future, because of the pain you've passed through, God will use you to help people who are going through that same pain. The experience you had will give you that passion and compassion to be able to reach them. You lose the fear of your situation when you find the purpose of your situation. Perhaps you're looking at me today, you're saying, I've been a wonderful Christian, a church goer, and I'm still barren after so many years, and I know God has destined me to fruitfulness. Who knows, brethren? Perhaps God is preparing you 
to receive a child that will rewrite the history of your family. You say, I'm poor. I'm experiencing poverty, lack. Who knows, brethren? God is preparing you for a position of leadership so that by the time you get to the top, you will feel what people feel because you know where you are coming from. The downfall of man is when he forgets where he is coming from. That was what happened with Joseph. Joseph was destined to be a blessing to his people, so he had to taste poverty. He was destined to be a a source of freedom for his people, so he had to taste imprisonment. It was at these dark periods of his life that he learned the necessary experience and maturity that he would later use in the exalted position of the royal courts of Egypt. What is your dark moment today? What are you facing? What are you going through? By the time you've toiled all night, you'll be able to recognize the one who is to shed light into your dark moments, Jesus. The higher hand that is leading you is leading you to something higher. So don't get stuck in your stopover and miss your flight to your destiny. In conclusion, brethren, in conclusion, whenever you are hungry, there would be a strong urge for food. Whenever you are thirsty, there would be a strong urge, a desire for water. As a Christian, when you face challenges, there will be a strong urge to draw closer to God. That's how you know you're a Christian. That's how you identify yourself as a Christian. You can know a Christian that when challenges come, those challenges are like a fertilizer that energizes their spiritual life. Those challenges are like a tonic to their anointing. They encourage them to speed up their spiritual life, to pray them more, to believe God them more, to have faith them more. This is where you know a Christian. And if you understand this principle, no situation can break you. No challenge can overwhelm you. In fact, nothing can stop you because you know your troubles will work for your advancements. Your challenges will advance your cause. Your afflictions will promote your fruitfulness. Therefore, to a man of faith, nothing is lacking while everything is necessary because there is an unseen hand in everything that happens under the sun. I leave you with the words of Apostle Paul in that book of 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17. It reads thus, 
For our lights and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. May God bless his word in the midst of our hearts as we go forward and reach our promised land in Jesus' name.